everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, November 13th, 2019, and it is game day for the Vegas Golden Knights after a... Uh, I think we've ran out of adjectives to talk about what in the world happened in this road trip, but after a 1-2-1 and road trip, the Golden Knights return home for the first of a five games at home in six games over the next week and a half. The Golden Knights return at T-Mobile Arena tonight to take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Welcome, everybody. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com, site manager for SP Nation's Knights on Ice, and we will break down uh, this Chicago game and what to expect as the Golden Knights look to remain undefeated against the uh, Blackhawks all-time in their meetings. We'll talk about that once again in a little bit, Uh, but the usual call to action before we get underway. If this is the first time you are listening to this podcast, I welcome you. And I hope that one or two other people welcome you as well. Uh, We are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights Monday through Friday, uh, sometimes on the weekend, depending on what games are going on and how the situation is unfolding. But we are usually Monday through Friday talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We are more than likely on that forum. Uh, If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, please be so kind as to leave us a rating and a review and uh, let me know how I'm doing and if I've uh, completely ruined the podcasting world or if I'm keeping this somewhat afloat uh, as we enter, what what are we in, month two of doing this right now? So if uh, whatever you feel about this podcast... Uh, please feel free to leave it in a rating and review helps people find the podcast and it uh it helps uh helps me become a better host and helps me understand better where the direction of this podcast is going and how we can kind of improve it uh as we go along uh you can also follow us on twitter at lockdown vgk you can follow me on twitter at danny webster 21 and you can send an email to locked on golden knights at gmail.com. So, as we alluded to earlier, it is game day for the Vegas Golden Knights, and it is going to be a big one because you never want to have this be the first time that you lose to a team that you've never beaten, especially when we are in a situation as accordingly when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights and the fact that they need a victory tonight to sort of get any sour taste out of their mouth and to get rid of any bad juju that may be coming their way. The Golden Knights return home tonight to take on the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Game is at uh, 7 o'clock on NBC Sports Network. So a, uh, a rather fun, uh, what do you call it, national televised game for the Golden Knights as we, uh, as we venture into mid-November, which reminds me, Thanksgiving is almost here. Can you can you believe that? I, I know I hate, I hate going on a tangent like that, but my God, man, we're already talking about getting turkey and all this jazz. We're already making plans for Thanksgiving. I I, I don't know if I can do it. I, I don't know if I can do that. I'm not sure if I am well suited uh, to do such crazy tasks. But alas, here we are um, to this point. Uh, with Thanksgiving on the horizon. I mean, they're already playing Christmas music on Sunny 106.5, so that really should tell you uh, where everybody's head is at at this current point in time. Uh, but the Golden Knights are currently, as as stated before, they are undefeated all-time against the Chicago Blackhawks, 7-0 and all-time 
against Chicago. And the seventh win came back, I believe, if I remember the day correctly, it was October 22nd when the Golden Knights went into Chicago and there was a game I called by divine intervention. It was the divine intervention game where Nick Holden scored the tying goal and that was all Vegas needed because once they got into a shootout, uh, Vegas finally figured out how to solve Robin Leonard and won two to one in a shootout to go to end that road trip two and one a lot better than the road trip they were just on. Uh, but for the Golden Knights, it is a uh, it is a good day for them because at, at the time of this recording is eight twenty seven a.m. But to my knowledge and to everyone's expectancy, uh, it will be the return of Alex Tuck after missing four games with that upper body injury. He is expected to return on the third line with Cody Squared, Glass, and Eakin. Uh, So no real changes to the lineup for the Golden Knights other than the fact that 89 is returning. So Carlson line, Stasny line, uh, Eakin line with Tuck likely on the left, Glass on the right. And then I would venture to guess Nicholas Waugh will uh, stay on the fourth line until further notice, um, unless they feel it's time to get Tomas Nosek back in there for penalty killing purposes. Uh, but I, would, I wouldn't I would be shocked if Nicholas Waugh got another game in centering with Reeves and Carrier. Defense pairings, uh, that's probably going to be the only other thing that we're not really sure of uh, to this point. We could be seeing Nick Haig and Shea Theodore on the ice together again. We could be seeing Holden and Merrill getting back together again. Um, whether Derek England plays tonight or not, I am not entirely sure. I don't think anybody is really sure, but I guess we will find out at morning skate at 1030. Again, this is going on 830 right now, uh, so we are uh, we're about a couple hours away, from, especially by the time this goes up and by the time that... Uh, you all listen to this. We'll probably already know what the lineups are looking like for Vegas. So uh, also expect Marc-Andre Fleury uh, to be in net once again for Vegas. As for the Blackhawks, uh, fresh off a 53 save performance by Robin Leonard against the Maple Leafs on Sunday, the Blackhawks return in hopes of getting their very first win ever against Vegas. And no real changes to the lineup either. Taze centering with Nylander and Saad. Uh, Strom centering with Debrinkat and Kane, Kampf with Kajula and Kubalik, and then Kirby Dock centering with Zach Smith and Andrew Shaw. Defense pairings, pretty much the same thing. Bokvist, Keith, uh, Dehan, Seabrook, Mata, Gustafson, and more than likely we will be seeing Robin Leonard in net once again. 53 saves against the Maple Leafs the other night. Good God, man. And I mean, I thought Anders Nielsen was on a tear. Freaking Robin Leonard, you know, when you got a Vesna finalist making those, it almost seems ridiculous but he's uh he's been killing it for chicago chicago's still uh coming along in the bottom of the standings but you know what it's uh it's it's been a topsy-turvy league to this point i mean you look at chicago they're only two points behind the surging dallas stars so anything can happen really at this point uh it is also the turn the return i forgot to mention of one ryan carpenter back to vegas obviously uh carpenter who spent the last uh, two plus seasons or spent the last season plus, I should say, with uh, the Golden Knights uh, is probably going to be a healthy scratch, not likely to be playing, uh, especially with the emergence of Doc. It's hard to find Car- Carpenter a spot in that lineup with uh, with Chicago, but a, a good, it'll be good to see Ryan Carpenter, even if he is in the press box. Uh, one of the nicest guys uh, you come across and he definitely uh Found a good deal with a multi-year deal with a good uh, salary with Chicago. So uh, kudos to Ryan Carpenter for getting his money when a lot of people didn't think he was going to get his money. That didn't think the market was going to be 
uh, that ridiculously good for him. Uh, so the game tonight is at 7 o'clock. Again, is on NBC Sports Network. Do not mistake it for uh, trying to flip to uh, AT&T Sportsnet and finding out that there's probably some rerun of some college basketball game from Friday or uh, whatever the case may, whatever they decide to air this week. It probably would be a college basketball game. This is this is likely the time of year where AT&T Sportsnet can actually cash in on other sports besides the Golden Knights, and they can actually put something else on there instead of putting reruns of multiple shows over and over and over again. So that, that might be a good sign. That might be a very good sign for Vegas uh, to have it on national TV. And hopefully uh, the, them going on national TV... Um, should not spell doom and gloom. Um, this will be the second appearance for the Golden Knights on national TV this season. They will uh, look to go 2-0. and Obviously, their season-opening victory against San Jose was the last time they were on uh, the NHL's premier uh, national TV network. Uh, but they're not very good on national TV. The Golden Knights have actually been terrible on national TV outside of the playoffs. In the regular season, the Golden Knights all time are 6-7 and 2, and they went 3-5 and 1 last year on national TV. So I don't know what it is. I don't know I'll tell you one thing. It ain't Doc Emmerich making the call, so you can't blame Doc. It's probably uh who would be Kenny Albert or I don't know who else would be making the call, but for some reason Vegas does not live up to the challenge when they're on national TV and they're definitely going to be on national TV a few more times this year. I think all in total, I want to say it's like seven or eight times they're on national TV this year. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, they're not good when they're on NBC sports network. Um, So I think uh, you might want to win those games because then the scrutiny that especially I and a few other people have been given to this team over the last couple of weeks uh, will magnify to the national scale, and you really don't want that. I'm just saying, you you don't want that. Not that I would know anything about how teams play or don't play against national uh, on, on national television. Maybe this is a chance for uh, the Blackhawks to uh, play to their competition and probably make a game out of it. Now, that is very much a possibility. Uh, so again, 7 o'clock tonight, NBC Sports Network. You can catch the game there. And uh, we will be breaking down that game tomorrow, um, hopefully with the Golden Knights getting back on track. Yeah, this is really an important stretch for the Golden Knights uh, just to get back on track. It, it, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Five of their next six are at home. They haven't been really good at home to start the season. I believe now that I, if I can recall, it's 4-3-2 and two at home this year uh, to this point. So very crucial stretch for the Golden Knights to get off uh, to a good start on this stretch. They need to string some wins together. And in this stretch, really, of six of six games, the majority of them are against teams that Vegas should be. And we kind of touched on it earlier is Chicago, um, San Jose, uh, L.A., Calgary. Those are those are games you should win. Those are games that you should uh, you should come out on top of. The other two, Toronto and Edmonton, they're a toss-up. I mean, Edmonton, I know, got thrashed by San Jose the other night, and all of a sudden San Jose's won four in a row, and they're trying to make a charge out of the standings. Um, but when it comes to evaluating the play of this team as of late, you need to at least start somewhere. And to start somewhere, you got three games where you haven't won more than two in a row all season to this point. You got three games upcoming here, even the back-to-back against L.A. and Calgary, where you have to be in L.A. the day before. 
Um, that's a good stretch for Vegas to get some wins together. And if you can at least carry that momentum, if you can go three and zero in those first three, and then go into Tuesday's game against Toronto with a little bit of momentum. And if you can play a little bit better than, uh, how you played in Toronto during the road trip, which, uh, to be fair, Vegas played well in that game. It was just they committed one penalty too many, and by the time that game was over, uh, there was there was nothing left for Vegas to do. Uh, once you commit one too many penalties and you obviously lose all momentum by giving up a tying goal, um, the writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall for Vegas to lose that game. But if you go into the mindset of winning those first three and then going into the game against Toronto – with on a winning streak, your first winning streak of the year, then that gives you a little bit of extra oomph to make it four. And then you, knowing that you win that game, you go to San Jose on Thursday and try and take down the Sharks for the third time in less than two months. And if you can do that, more power to you. That also means you're keeping pace in the Pacific Division by defeating Pacific Division teams. Now, with four division opponents coming up, uh, Vegas looks will look to keep that run going of five and one against the Pacific Division to this point. And if you can win all of those division games, it really doesn't. It, it, of course, it does matter who you defeat outside of your division, outside of your conference. But at least you're getting some sort of extra satisfaction, extra gratification, I guess knowing that you can continue to beat the teams in your division, and especially that Edmonton game coming up at the end of the stretch. Uh, Edmonton has still been keeping pace atop the division. I mean, as of as of today, the, the Oilers are still tops in the division. The Coyotes are right on their tail. Uh, the Canucks got back into their got it back into the winning ways uh, the other night. And Calgary, who Vegas will see uh, in a few days, um, Still humming along at 10-7-3, and Vegas is right there with 21 points. So they're not that far off. These are You're looking at a possible 16-point swing, or not a 16-point swing. Yeah, I guess you can say 16-point swing uh, if you were able to at least sweep the four division opponents that you have coming up on this trip. And then you have the Black Friday game against Arizona. So a lot of extra incentive for Vegas to try and not only get back toward the top of the standings, but at least kind of kind of dispel the qualms and the worries a little bit. And I think that's um, that's going to be the most important thing for Vegas is to just go back to playing simple hockey, but playing fast, get aggressive on the forecheck, and try and wreak havoc against the teams that you should be beating. And obviously with the return of Alex Tuck tonight, the expected return of Alex Tuck, I would expect to see Vegas kind of get more aggressive on the forecheck. And if it... Gerard Gallant said it, they said it well the other day. Maybe it takes one player to kind of kind of light a spark. And to be fair, Vegas doesn't really have a guy like unlike Tuck when Tuck's not healthy that can initiate the forecheck and initiate the uh, the offense as well as he can, especially when they need it on that third line. So very important game for Vegas tonight. I would venture to guess. I, I can't see Vegas losing this game, not just because they've never lost to Chicago to this point, um, but I just can't see them knowing – you you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, knowing that they just got off this terrible road trip, 
They played absolutely horrid for two of the four games of the two of the four games are the ones we look at the most because they were the last two on the schedule. I look at those games and I see to myself, if this team can finally get to full strength and play to their capability, then they're going to be fine. And I don't think Tuck is going to be like the all all in all difference maker. But I think that if he can make some plays and and initiate some scoring chances early on, then I think Vegas will be in prime position to win this game. I'm going to say Vegas wins four to two. I think they'll hold a three, two lead late and they get an empty netter. Um, I do not. If we get another goaltending battle, like we did with flurry and Leonard back on October 22nd, you know what? I'm all for that too. Um, I just don't know if it can be done twice. And if, if Leonard has to make 53 saves again, then we might have to think about another overtime or whatever the case may be. So uh, big game for the Golden Knights. Again, this stretch is very crucial. Very crucial stretch for Vegas. If they can uh, if they can at least win this game, and if you can at least go into L.A., which the Kings are reeling. I don't know if the Kings are going to make it at any point. Um, but if the Kings, if you can go into L.A. and beat the Kings, then there's two. And then you go into the next night against Calgary, and that one's at home. I, I would presume Vegas beats Calgary and keeps this going. I, I think this is the time where they need to get a stretch going. This is the time where you need to win some games. This is the time where you need to establish yourself and kind of get that confidence back because right now the confidence is shaken, I think. They're not, obviously, the, the guys in the locker room aren't going to admit it. They're not going to go out and say, oh, we're nervous, we're shaking in our boots because we can't win a damn game. I, I don't think it's that bad. But I also think that their confidence has to be a little hit right now. And I mean, far be it for me to even critique the Detroit Red Wings anymore because they keep winning. Uh, They beat the Ducks last night. So they're on a roll. The the, the Red Wings are on a roll. I can't really say anything bad about them to this point. They they are undefeated, I believe, in the Robbie Fabry era. So take that for how you will. Um, But the Golden Knights obviously know that they got their asses handed to them against Washington. And then they had to come out the next night uh, and completely laid an egg against, at, at the time, the worst team in hockey. So a very important stretch for Vegas to kind of show what team they are uh, as we enter the first quarter mark of the season tonight. We, but when, when this game is done, we will officially have reached the, the one quarter mark of the season. And we'll have to ask the question, where's Vegas at in the first quarter? Right now, I think they're him-haw. But I don't think they're completely rock bottom. I don't think that they're completely, you know, drowning with a cinder block attached to their ankle. I don't, I don't think that they're uh, at that point yet. But I do believe that they're run of the middle, uh, not very good right now. And they have to show that they can be capable of being good again. And if you can go 20 games in with 23 points and, you know, stay, a, stay afloat with Vancouver and Calgary, I think you're fine. But you got to get a win tonight. It, it, you know they always preach the whole one game at a time mentality for Vegas. You need a one win in a, at a time, and it starts with a team that you've never lost to. And if you lose to Chicago, then on national TV, then a lot of eyes are going to be looking at Vegas, going, "What in the world is going on with this team? What in the world is going on with this team?" Uh, so again, seven o'clock tonight, NBC Sports Network, um, and we will uh, we will break down that game tomorrow. Uh, as well tomorrow uh what what day is tomorrow thursday yeah thursday is uh we will break down that game then we will do that
Guys, are you looking to increase your performance in the bedroom? Are you not getting the results you're hoping for? Now you can get that confidence back and leave the insecurity behind. Here's how. BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com is the first chewable that provides the same FDA-approved ingredients you would find in Cialis or Viagra. No matter when you take it, day or night, or even after you eat dinner, it'll work twice as fast as a regular pill because you're chewing it and it digests easier. Uh, It's not just for those who can't reach top billing, if you know what I mean. It's good for any guy who just wants to give it a try and spice some things up in the bedroom. Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online, so there's no awkward doctor's visits, there's no face-to-face meetings, and there's no judging. I mean, not that a doctor would judge you, obviously, because that would violate a lot of regulations, but uh, there's no judging. You don't have to feel embarrassed. It's made in the USA, and Blue Chew will ship directly to your home. And right now, listeners can get their first shipment of Blue Chew free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. And all you have to do is pay $5 in shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to get your first shipment free. So I just wanted to kind of go through some of the games last night because, again, it was another weird night of hockey. I think we're at the point where just everything is weird. Everything is beginning to get just very, very odd in the world of the National Hockey League, and you don't need to look any further then the Boston Bruins taking a 4-0 lead in the third period against the Florida Panthers, and they lost. The Panthers came back to win 5-4. I believe it was, in a it was in a shootout. The Panthers scored five goals, or four goals in the third period to tie the game, and they ended up winning in the shootout. That, what, that is a two things. One, Boston is kind of a bit of a slide, but I don't think we should be worrying about Boston too much because it's freaking Boston and David Pasternak continues to score goals and everything is just running well in Boston land. So I'm not going to put too much stock into that. I will say though, the Panthers, I think this is a, uh, this is a defining moment for that group. Uh, it, it, it's a win that I don't think they would have had under any other coach. Joel Quenville's got that team going right now and nine, four and five, they look really good. Uh, I think this could be a win where if we look back on it in a couple months and the Panthers are in a prime position to make the playoffs, that is the game that we're going to look to. That is a that is a season-defining win this early this early on, and it is a great win for that group. And that group, with as much youth and as much veteran leadership as they have, the youth that which is very good needed a win like that. And to get that against the reigning Eastern Conference champions, I think was. I think was huge. Um, the Canadians are on a roll right now, 10-5-3 after defeating the Columbus Blue Jackets 3-2 in a shootout. Montreal keeps winning, man. And I, and I think I said, I think I read something the other day that uh, the Dano line is maybe one of the best lines in hockey right now. I, I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but they, they keep playing well. Montreal is hanging around, man. They... They look like they are way ahead of schedule with their rebuild, and they're they're looking very good. And Tomas Tatar, former Vegas legend, Tomas Tatar, uh, continues to lead Montreal. Uh, we touched on the Coyotes a little bit, um, but they're eleven six and two right now, and they just went into the house of the, of the reigning Stanley Cup champions and beat them. I don't think anybody, and and you know, you can pick out you know whatever team you want in the Pacific. Right now, the most consistent team I feel it has been the Arizona Coyotes. They continue to really defy logic at this point. 11-6-2, 24 points, second in the Pacific. They, 
you know, you thought the sky was falling after they lost three in a row to Calgary, Columbus, and Minnesota, and you definitely thought the, the sky was falling. But then they come back and beat at Washington and at St. Louis, both in a shootout. I think that is a true definition of how to respond when you're down. Um, those three losses could have hurt them, but I think that they've stayed consistent to the point where they can win these kinds of games. And obviously, if you beat Minnesota on uh, what would be today, uh, the 13th, so the 14th, so tomorrow, you beat Minnesota, you're back on a three-game winning streak, and you're challenging for the top of the Pacific. Arizona continues to look good. If they can kind of string some consistency together, I, I think that they are in really good shape. Uh, the Avalanche appear to be back on track. They blank Winnipeg in Winnipeg 4 to nothing, and Nathan McKinnon is... Good God, you see that goal he scored that night? The one that put him up 3-0, I believe? Holy mother of God, McKinnon is just ridiculously good. I, I, I think I've ran out of words to, to describe the likes of McKinnon and McDavid and all that. And Man, McKinnon is just dangerous. He's so good. He's so, so good. Uh, the Red Wings, again, we mentioned they, uh, they keep winning. 4-3 over Anaheim last night in Anaheim. And the Sharks, they've won four in a row, uh, beating Edmonton 6-3. to three. So don't look now, but I think the panic has kind of subsided right now for the Sharks. They've been finding ways to win, and they're, getting a, they're finally getting contributions from their depth, uh, which is something that really they haven't been able to get over, the, uh, over the, the course of this entire season so far. So don't look now. The Sharks are coming, apparently. So, and we'll see them next Thursday when they come to T-Mobile Arena. Uh, so that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, I, you know what? It's a uh, rid, rid of a weird schedule we've been on as far as, you know, when we've uploaded. You know, we're still uh, I'm still getting in the mix of a few things um, that are going to probably prompt an inconsistent uploading schedule for a little bit. Uh, we should be on a regular schedule tomorrow, so be on the lookout around 6 o'clock uh, a.m. Pacific time for the podcast uh, tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's episode, uh, will be a little bit heavy. Um, not, not in a bad way. Um, cause we're going to break down the Chicago game and then we will do a chat with one of my good buddies on the golden Knights beat. Justin Emerson from the Las Vegas sun will be on the podcast, uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're recording it actually today. So by the time it goes up, the Chicago game will already be done. So any thoughts that we may have could either be magnified times 10 if the Golden Knights lose to the Blackhawks or they can be a little bit better because, you know, they did what they had to do, which is something they haven't been able to do throughout the course of this season to this point. So be on the lookout for that. Also, in the uh, in the description of the podcast, you will find a link to uh, a show that I did along with Jason Hernandez, the co-host or the the main host, I should say, of the uh, the Locked On Anaheim Ducks show, and uh, we did a, a little bit of a Jeopardy episode, which was a lot of fun. Um, went up against uh, Laura Saba, who does the uh, the Locked On Canadian show, and uh, Kyle Demetrius, who is one of the co-hosts for Locked On Sharks, and we had a fun time playing some uh, some Jeopardy. I believe it was part one that uh, Jason uploaded today. Uh, I think part two will be coming out probably tomorrow, um, but we'll link that into the description as well. So you can also listen to that. It was a lot of fun and I appreciate Jason for having us on. And uh, 
definitely something I was not planning on doing. It was a, a, a Jeopardy episode on Skype, so that made it <laughs> that made it a little bit interesting. Uh, but thanks to Jason for having us on. It was a lot of fun, and uh, you guys can listen to that as well. That'll be in the description. So. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, We will be back tomorrow with uh, my chat with Justin, and we will also break down the Blackhawks game tomorrow. So thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow as my phone goes off uh, because, you know what, why not? (laughs) We're already already at the the home stretch here. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. I am Danny Webster. This is Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. (laughs) 